Welcome to an, if you will, pocket-sized PharmaForum podcast. In this mini-episode, I spent a moment with Prava Health's founder, Silvana Sinha, and chatted about her company's recent achievements and its plans for the future. Born and raised in the US, a jarring healthcare experience with her mother whilst visiting Bangladesh for a family wedding was the catalyst that began this journey to bring quality healthcare access to the people of Bangladesh. In line with the current global move to create more equitable healthcare, our conversation at Frontiers Health in Milan was both timely and enlightening. Be forewarned, there is background noise. It was a live event after all, but in what corner of quiet could be found, I hope that the discursive journey with Silvana, exploring also Prava Health's COVID testing facilitation within Bangladesh and telemedicine provision there will be of interest. Right, so I'm here with Silvana Sinha at the second day of Frontiers Health. And we're just sort of going to discuss what Sinha was speaking about yesterday, about her company, Prava Health, and go from there. So can you give me a general overview? Sure. Um, Prava Health is a very fast-growing consumer healthcare company in Bangladesh. It's an integrated outpatient care model, so a one-stop shop for all of your outpatient healthcare needs, both in-clinic and virtual and remote care. And um, our, we kind of have a vertically integrated um, business in that we do all of the lab imaging, pharmacy, outpatient procedures in-house, as well as the, you know, straightforward clinical care. Um, so um, we brought Bangladesh's first patient app as well. Um, so again, both in-clinic and virtual and remote experiences. We've been serving patients for about four and a half years. We serve more than 400,000 patients. And can you tell me about the need that prompted you to go forward? Yes, absolutely. So I was actually born and raised in the United States. Okay. Um, and I moved to Bangladesh for the first time to start the company after a really jarring healthcare experience with my mother um, when we had been visiting for a family wedding. And, you know, I, I'm a lawyer by training and had worked in U.S. foreign policy and, um, and law for many years and had always worked in emerging and frontier markets. And as a result, I knew that Bangladesh was one of the fastest growing economies in the world. You know, 170 million people, a 40 million strong middle class. And when, with this experience of my mom, it struck me that, you know, despite all of this incredible progress, no amount of money could really afford you access to high quality healthcare in Bangladesh. And so as a result, every day you have thousands of patients and every year billions of dollars leaving the country to access better healthcare abroad. And so I kind of became obsessed with solving that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not a healthcare person at all, actually. I just came at it from the perspective of someone who was interested in, in solving a problem. So that was about eight years ago. Gosh, and how have you found that transition? Has it been a challenge or? You know, it, of course it's been a challenge. Yeah. You know, every day is an adventure. But um, it also just sort of took on a life of its own in a way. When I, I mean, I started, started, I had this idea, oh, maybe there's something I can do in healthcare. I spent a year, I went on a global listening tour, um, really meeting anyone who will talk to me. I spent a lot of time on the ground in Bangladesh talking to patients to really understand the pain point in the healthcare system, but also spend time all over the world meeting entrepreneurs in healthcare, um, people working in different parts of the healthcare systems in different markets to really see what we could learn and bring back and adapt to our to our need and opportunity. And um, you know, the more I dug into the problem and the more I talked to patients on the ground in Bangladesh, the more I realized, you know, what a what a huge problem this was and also what a great opportunity it was, you know, um, both from an impact perspective and from a financial perspective. 
you mentioned this listening tour and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I wonder, one of the steering commission members, Frederick Gong. Yes, he's one of our advisors. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Could you tell me more about his involvement with Father Health? Yes. So I actually met him at Frontiers last year. So oh, okay. it's a great Frontiers connection. So, you know, we have a really tremendous advisory board, um, including him, and we have other healthcare entrepreneurs um, like Dr. Rishika Fernandepol, the founder of Iora Health in the United States, which exited to One Medical last year. Um, Dr. Jeremy Lim, who um, is a leader in kind of value-based care in Asia and also founded a company called Emily recently. Um, and uh, so, you know, we try, we don't have any institutional and strategic investors on our cap table right now, but through our advisory board, we sort of have these people who we can learn from and who can almost, you know, operate as strategic advisors to us and, um, you know, help guide us with the lessons that they've learned that we can bring back and adapt to Bangladesh. And so it's really a lot of fun actually to think about because Bangladesh is such a greenfield market. There's very little, like I would say less than 10% of the market is dominated by the biggest players. So we really have this opportunity to build a healthcare system from scratch. And so we can take the lessons from all these other markets. And mm-hmm. frankly, it's really hard to create change in these markets because the systems are so entrenched. Mm-hmm. You have archaic, you know, IT systems and, you know, everything is just entrenched. Mm-hmm. And whereas when you have very little existing infrastructure, you have that opportunity. And so I think that's what made people like Frederick and, and others sort of, you know, fall in love with our business because they have the opportunity to contribute to building a healthcare system from scratch. And so we get a lot of energy from them. Our team learns a lot from them. It's amazing for, you know, them to feel connected to what's happening in healthcare globally by these connections to these advisors. Yeah. And on that global topic, actually, I was looking at your website before this. And I noticed your test for COVID-19. Can mm-hmm. you tell me more about that and its success? in Yes. Yeah, so we were actually one of the first private labs to get approval to do COVID testing. Um, and we have done, I think, more than 2% of the tests in the country to date. And in Dhaka, the capital city, we've done, I think, you know, 7 to 8% of all the tests in the city. Um, so, um, you know, the government did provide, um, you know, a free testing service, but they were really overwhelmed with volumes. And so we provided the opportunity to, you know, have your sample collected from home. We had collection points across the city where you could also have your sample collected. And um, so it was, you know... To be honest with you, it was a great opportunity for us to serve our community and, um, you know, for patients who were getting sick then because we have an end-to-end solution, we were able to offer them, you know, video consultation, pharmacy delivery, anything else that they needed. And then post-recovery, you know, we recommend, you know, if you had breathing issues, come in and do an x-ray if you need to, you know, if you feel that's necessary. And so um, we're really grateful for the opportunity to have served. And we experienced a lot of patient acquisition during that time. Mm -hmm. And so it was also a great opportunity for our brand, you know, to introduce our brand to a new new group of patients. And many of those patients have actually retained them as long-term patients now. Yeah. So on this topic of utilizing video calls and telehealth and all mm-hmm. that, can you tell me how central that is to Prava Health and sort of how it meshes with, as you say, sort of on-site x-rays and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So we're certainly one of the largest telemedicine providers in Bangladesh. But to be honest, the virtual care is still a relatively smaller part of the business. Mm-hmm. Most of the care is still the internet services. Yeah. So we consider video consultation as a channel and a triage, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. a very efficient way for patients to be able to access care, you know, from the comfort of their home or office or car or wherever they want to access it from. Um, and then they, you know, then the doctor can make an assessment. Okay, 
you know, go and use this ointment on your daughter's rash or whatever it might be, or I do need to do an examination. And, you know, so um, many patients are being dealt with fully remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's kind of just a tool for us to get introduced to a new group of patients and then as needed to guide them to their other needs over the course of their, you know, lifetimes. I think one of the challenges we've seen with telehealth, particularly in Asia, but even globally, if you look at the case of Babylon, is retention rates suffer when um, you're only offering a digital solution because eventually we all need to see a doctor. And so I I think for us, it's it's very important that we're able to be there for our patients for whatever they need in an outpatient setting. So COVID aside now and the fact that even this wonderful face-to-face experience with Fantasy Health is hybrid in itself for those who couldn't or wouldn't attend, all that aside, Prava Health focused, where next? Um, So we're trying to raise a round, a $15 million round to scale the business. We believe with that $15 million, we can go from, you know, less than $10 million in revenues to more than $200 million in revenues in five years, and we will have served more than 5 million patients at that point. Um, so we're really eager for that expansion journey. Of course, it's a challenging time in global markets, but we are in conversations with a few investors to potentially lead the round so that we can get started. I know. Yes. Well, it's absolutely admirable what you're doing. And Very kind thank of you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That concludes this episode of the Pharma Forum podcast. You can find more information about this episode, including a download link and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, and Podme, where you can find and subscribe by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for daily news and analysis bulletins and to follow us on Twitter at at PharmaForum. Thanks for listening.